This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. The world, we learn, was spoken into existence, and the Ten Commandments are more accurately called the Ten Utterances. The gift of speech allows us to communicate and create waves of positivity or trigger tsunamis of destruction. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. I hate horror movies. I have never been on a roller coaster. I would sooner drink Windex than bungee jump. I could not even get through episode one of Game of Thrones. And even when I know that something's intended to make me frightened and has no possibility whatsoever of being real, I still hide behind my fingers. And as long as I can remember, that's made me think that I was just, you know, a coward, a chicken, a somehow defective amusement park customer. But then I read the following, which completely changed my definition of what it means to have courage, or rather, to be brave. And I realized that by this definition, I am actually a warrior. According to the American writer Ambrose Redmoon, courage is not the absence of fear. Rather, it's the decision that something is more important than your fear. And do you know what one of the scariest things to work on changing in our lives is? Because we're social beings? Because we love to yak? Well, it's our propensity for gossip, or what we call Lashan Hara, evil speech. And that's because most of us have no clue that the things we say and cannot say are also finely legislated by Jewish law for the purpose of making a better, more peaceful society and better, more peaceful relationships. But once you start to study these laws, it also takes great courage to step outside of what is largely acceptance and acceptable and even encouraged behavior out there in the world of communication. You know, it takes courage to shut down gossip It takes courage to refuse to listen to it, to walk away from it. But the bigger problem is that many of us believe that gossip, nasty words, or negative speech that causes emotional, financial, or physical pain is acceptable if the speech is in fact true. But this could not be further from the truth, because gossip is lashan hara, even or especially if it's true. Only one type of Lashan Hara reflects telling or spreading lies. Speaking lies or slander is actually called Motsi Shemra, spreading a bad name. Now, it's easy to imagine how lies and even exaggeration can unfairly damage someone's reputation. But by Redmond's definition, the desire to use the gift of speech properly and in the process Elevating ourselves is more important than even running the risk of the social exclusion that you will feel 
from changing up the rules of conversation. In the Torah, there are two commandments that explicitly prohibit lying. The first I'll give you in Hebrew also. Lotisa shemashav. You shall not utter a false report. And the second is midavar sheker tirchak. You shall distance yourself from anything false. And guess what, my friends? Lashon hara is a transgression of decent menshi behavior, not only when it's true, but even when everybody already knows this, and when I would say it right to her face, and when I was only kidding. You see, in the Torah, which I like to think of as the owner's manual for living a menshi life, we find many references to this prohibition. I'm going to share a few more with you. The first is, do not go about as a talebearer among your people. This is a basic prohibition against speaking Lashon Hara. The second, don't place a stumbling block before the blind. This means that we don't set people up to fail when they're already vulnerable. A person who speaks Lashon Hara opens the door for others to violate the prohibitions as well. And next, remember what God did to Miriam. When Miriam spoke negatively against her brother Moses, she was afflicted with something called sarat, which is a skin condition that was an outer manifestation of an inner problem that could only be healed by having her separated from the community. And it makes sense, really, doesn't it? When someone gossips, not only are they infected, but they also infect the person listening and the person being spoken about. Ultimately, a gossip ends up socially ostracized. The next, love your neighbor as yourself. That golden rule that teaches us to speak to and treat others the way we wish to be treated. We learn that it says, as yourself, because when it comes to ourselves, oh, well, there's a million reasons and rationalizations and excuses to feel like what we did or what we said or what we thought was really of the purest of origins. You see, if we can do that for ourselves, whom we love enough to give the benefit of the doubt, then we must do it for our neighbors as well. The human being is a creature imbued with the capacity for self-control, with free will where it relates to moral choices. And the Almighty is pretty clear that when it comes to the gift of speech, we are meant to choose kindness, care, and consideration. Our sages teach us that mankind is called nefesh chayim, a speaking soul. The world, we learn, was spoken into existence, and the Ten Commandments are more accurately called the Ten Utterances. The gift of speech allows us to communicate and create waves of positivity or trigger tsunamis of destruction. The world is both made and potentially destroyed by words. And we all know that if the pen is mightier than the sword, well, the tongue is even mightier. Momentum founding director Lori Palatnik wrote an exceptional book about gossip, and within it she included this list, which I like to think of as the ultimate top 10 list for speaking like a mensch. 
And if you'd like, you should go find that book. It's called Gossip, 10 Pathways to Eliminate It from Your Life and Transform Your Soul. And it's by Lori Palatnik and Bob Berg. So here's the list. Number one, speak no evil. Say only positive statements. Let words of kindness be on your tongue. Number two, hear no evil. Refuse to listen to gossip, slander, and other negative forms of speech. Number three, don't rationalize destructive speech. Excuses like, but it's true, or I'm only joking, or I can tell my spouse anything, just don't cut it. Number four, see no evil. Judge people favorably the way you would want them to judge you. Number five, beware of speaking evil without saying an evil word, which means that body language and even positive speech can bring tremendous destruction. Number six, be humble. Avoid arrogance. These will be your greatest weapons against destructive speech. And seven, beware of repeating information. Loose lips sink ships. Even positive information needs permission before you can repeat it. And eight, honesty really is the best policy most of the time. So be careful to always tell the truth unless it will hurt others, break your own privacy, or publicize your accomplishments. And nine, learn to say, I'm sorry. Everyone makes mistakes. If you've spoken badly about someone, clear it up immediately. And 10, forgive. If you've been wronged, let it go. You know, in our family, we had this little tune that we sang when we thought we heard one of us gossiping. It was more respectful than the outright, Mom, you're gossiping. Because even though I was proud of my kids' desire to adhere to the laws of speech that I taught them, I also taught them that they weren't allowed to correct me without doing it respectfully. So hence, we had this little tune. And often, when I was on the phone with a friend, I would hear a little refrain at the doorway and see a little child smirking at me as they sang the little tune. My children knew that they could tell me anything that happened during the day, providing they didn't use names. The purpose of telling me was to process it, not to relish it. You see, names could only be used if they believed that they or a peer was in true danger. One of the greatest compliments that's often heard and frequently at funerals is this. She never had a bad thing to say about anyone. That is what we want people to say about us. But it takes courage to move yourself and your speech in this direction. This week, can you set aside one chunk of time, even only on one day, say noon till 5 p.m. on Wednesdays, where you are scrupulous and brave about making a stand on what you will say or listen to? Believe me, the Almighty will reward your courage to do what's right with boundless blessings. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, 
and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.